0: We are in race two out of the triple header. How you feeling, brother?
1: It's been good. As you know, I've been uh, traveling this week. It's Friday. Normally would have come to you earlier. I'm still playing catch up. But damn, Zanboard is like... It's like the, um, the C&E for F1. I don't even know what that means, but... Uh... For those that don't know, it's like in Toronto, there's this... Kind of circus slash exhibition. I don't know. You can explain it better, but
0: it just looks like a party. That's what I'm saying. It looks like a good time. Yeah, I don't know if CNE's that. Let's move on. Let's move on. The CNE's a bad comparison. Okay. So we're coming to you late. So we actually have some data. So you know, Kurt can't say his craziness. I mean, listen. This week he'd be justified with his Mercedes pick, which I'm cool with, but no crazy talk because you actually get some data. But I want to start with this. Obviously, the breaking news is Mr. Oscar Piastri is officially going to drive in place for Danny Ricardo in 2023 for McLaren, the Papaya Orange, a.k.a. Lando Norris's team. How are you feeling? Damn.
1: This is big. I think that Lando and Oscar are an incredible duo, but there's going to be some fireworks for sure. Hang on, wait. What has told
0: you that Oscar's incredible yet? I mean, just his track record prior to F1. I think you're jumping the gun. Like, Mick won F2. Yeah, but it's the fact that he won it as a, he won both as a rookie. But you still got- He's there. a talent. But at the end of the day, Mick won F1. I mean, F2. So yeah, it's like- that's fine. For you saying he's incredible, I think that's a little of an overstep. Well,
1: a lot of people- I think he has the potential, you know, People but, said it about Max. They said it about Lewis. Like There are individuals that people that are close to the sport will recognize as- So let me ask as. you this.
0: Have Very you watched not. Oscar race a single? F2 I have race not anything? seen him race a single race. That's my whole point. Anyways, I think they have a good... I think they have great potential. I think that in five years, they could have the best duo on the grid. I think that is where my head's at. Do you think Oscar's going to be faster? Hell no. We talk about the adjustment periods of F1. fight. you saying it's an incredible One million duo? percent. So why would it be incredible out the jump? My like my he's not going to understand tire management. My point
1: is, next year, this is what everyone's going to be looking for because we don't know. Yeah. If he's won as a rookie, F3 and F2, not saying he's going to win as a rookie in F1 because that's just ludicrous, but can we expect him to challenge Lando and almost be no, faster? No, not we at all. Know.
0: Not at all. There's so much adjustments. We, we talked to, to Joe. Joe literally said, when you're in fifth gear in F1, you're in second gear. I mean, it's a massive F2, adjustment. And the tire management, there's no way. Like If he does, it just looks like Lando's taking a step back. If Lando's a world championship driver, there's no way this young rookie comes and really challenges you. That's my whole point. You know what I mean? Like he's not Lewis Hamilton. I don't care what anybody says until he is. But I'm not. I'm not saying that. You just got to be wary. No, no. You but be, okay. You so be that's what I'm saying. No, no. Is he Lewis Hamilton? Yes or no? Hell not? no. So then I'm not saying he's challenging Lando Norris. That's my but whole I mean, point. could you say that about Lewis Hamilton when he got into a seat? No. But my whole point is, I'm not predicting the next Lewis Hamilton. Sure. That is my debate. Is that he's not the next Lewis Hamilton on Michael Schumacher for sure. The, the Are next, you happy with your? That generational papi- I just want to know. Are
1: you happy with your papaya orange? No, I'm not. Not at all. Are you happy? I would have preferred
0: Pierre Gasly.
1: Okay. If you only had between Oscar and Danny, are you happy?
0: Yeah, I'm happy, but I preferred Pierre Gasly.
1: Does this make McLaren look weird or strange that they said
0: around this time when he signed Silverstone? Yeah, I'm not happy with the way he
1: handled it either. No. Because Because they said they were
0: backing him? No, I I think that's really bad as an organization. I think you have to be consistent. I think you have to be transparent. But… I think on the flip side, we have to be aware of what happened between McLaren and Danny. McLaren has come out and said they've been transparent with Danny the whole time.
1: They said that.
0: but, but So I know what you're going to say, but who knows? But I'm saying on the flip side of who knows is maybe they told Danny they're going to back him publicly until they actually announce it. But
1: now it looks weird because Danny's out there and it's like, well, they knew about this in Silverstone.
0: Yeah, but what's weird about that? If you're both in on it, it's fine. But that's what they said. They said they've been transparent with Danny the whole time. That's what Liddy Andrea said. So my So whole this point, was just
1: a master plan.
0: It might have been a master plan. Maybe Danny knew he was leaving after Silverstone, right? My whole point is that until we know that information, I'm not going to say whether it's right or wrong. If Danny didn't know, I think it's a big hit on McLaren and I'm going to move my whole fandom to Ferrari because I don't like the way that you operate as an organization. I feel like you are
1: moving to the Scuderia.
0: I'm a fan of both. I've said that on this podcast before. I like both,
1: but I feel like you were more a McLaren, Papaya Orange. That's your team. Ferrari's like your legacy team, but you may just move it all to the.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I really like Lando, and I like what McLaren does. So I, those are those are my two favorite teams. Like when you like it, McLaren's one A and Ferrari's one B because. You know, Ferrari's story, like, how can you not like? I mean, you don't, but how can you not like Ferrari with the Schumacher history?
1: Love Schumacher history. Right? Like,
0: that, that's, that's the whole point. Uh, but yeah, like, back to what we we're talking about is like, at the end of the day, I know where you're coming from, but we don't know the full story. Andreas literally came out and said, We have been transparent with Danny the whole time. I respect that. So if he has been, unless Danny comes back and combats that report, that was just a PR stunt. And Danny's aware of it. If it's a PR stunt, who cares if Danny yeah, was aware of was it? Yeah, he was in on it. If he was in So on it, yeah.
1: now, on the flip side, does this continue to show, like, because we've talked about in the last year and change, that mm-hmm. Alpine's
0: just a joke right now? No, I actually don't. I actually think it's the opposite. Because Alpine had no idea that he signed with McLaren, supposedly.
1: Fernando leaves Alpine. The so, so, management so, so changes. So hear, so, hear me out.
0: I don't think they're a good management team. But I think that this is where the disconnect was for me, right? Let me, I'll throw you out my theory or where my head thought process and I want to hear your thoughts. So this is the thought process. They offered a one and one. That's mm-hmm. what is reported. So Oscar was never getting a seat. So that that, in my opinion, is a joke because they use Oscar as as a like skateboard. kind of a, a backup plan, not a scapegoat, a backup plan. But if they had no idea Oscar signed with McLaren after Silverstone until after they posted, and and if it's true that Oscar smiled at his face saying thanks for the opportunity, then it kind of throws everything in the gray area. So like. I haven't done too much research on the whole like what happened initially, so I can't speak on it. But that is just from what I know so far. So that's my thought process. So what's your thoughts on Alpine?
1: Hmm. We don't have all the facts. I my hunch tells me that Alpine, Alpine Renault, whatever we want to call them,
0: it's Alpine Alpine Renault's dead.
1: Like, but they are Renault. No, I mean, Renault I'm not talking about Alpine. like as as a team. It's not yeah, yeah. anymore. The thing is, they don't have a driver for next year outside of Ocon.
0: It's gonna be Danny.
1: It's gonna be Danny or, or Pierre. potentially Pierre. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this team is in
0: shambles. I wouldn't say shambles. I, I like, yeah, I get, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think it's a fair statement. But I, I go know. all the way back to
1: Alan Pross leaving okay. his comments. But let me say, I know this they, they have Otmar who's come in over Cyril, but there's just something there that doesn't make sense.
0: That's fine. They but,
1: posted this shit without even speaking but, but to chemistry.
0: But maybe Piastri did smile and say, thank you for the opportunity. And then he wanted to make a point. Like, you know, like, we don't know that, right? But my point is, is that, you know, they obviously have a lot of things to clear up from a communication side. But let me fill this out to you before you say the disaster. Who has the fourth best car on the grid? They do. So I don't think it's that much of a disaster. (laughs) Like, that's my whole point. I don't think it's that bad. If I I would rather be Alpine than be Aston Martin and trying to figure out my car, but have… Solid communication within the PR or in the public, like that's just my point. Like you still have the fourth best car. You're still better than McLaren as of right now, like standings and kind of the eye test. I kind of give them the fourth best car. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
1: They do, and the way it looks, they'll have a better car than Aston Martin next year.
0: Yeah. So, but anyways, my whole point with this whole thing is like we don't know the whole story. I don't really like the move for McLaren because, you know, as we said on a couple of our other podcasts, is, I'm not saying that this is your fact, but, you know, you've done some research and said, people said Oscar's hard to work with. You know, Lando's really competitive. That just seems like it's going to be combustible all every single weekend. I literally feel like you're going to see Lando and Piastri get into a Nico slash Lewis type of like relationship and... I would rather keep Lando Norris. He's a proven commodity that has world championship level talent. I think the whole racing world would say that, no?
1: Yeah. So McLaren has a ton of pressure. Yeah. Obviously, we know that they are going to be competitive in 2024. No, They we should don't. be. We uh, don't. Yeah, we don't know they're going to be in, they're going to be better equipped to be competitive.
0: That's a fair statement. I agree with that. And they've got now
1: arguably the strongest young driver lineup in the sport.
0: Yeah, no, they. Sh- so my theory, they're they making the
1: all the right moves, but we have to get to 2024. So what do we do for the rest of this season and next season?
0: We watch and see if McLaren does well. I mean, it's but pretty simple. If they don't
1: do well, it's not expected. But are you wasting some of Lando's yeah, but, time? But
0: what do you consider not doing well? Because I think being in fourth is their championship. Like that—that that is their goal, right? Yeah, like,
1: that's their goal. But think about Lando. Lando wants to win races. Yeah, but will I, he grow tired? No, because it's only one more year. I know it's only one more year, but think about it. but,
0: but, but I think Lando's only grown tired this year because his car hasn't even been competitive. Last year, he on certain circuits, his car had ability to make it to the podium, and we saw how good his car was last year. Like, Although he's on he
1: contract, this is what I ask. Is Lando Norris a 100 percent sure thing to be a McLaren in 2024?
0: Why, why wouldn't he be just, He's locked up in 2025. He's
1: locked in. But what happens if there's a rift or something happens and he's not doesn't so, want to be with the team? Like, who
0: says Piastri is going to be with the team?
1: I'm not saying that. But I'm... I, I, I mean, you're getting you, in
0: some big hypotheticals. The it's whole point, a big
1: hypothetical. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, so, so... Okay, let's rewind. What is your point behind this conversation? Are you just saying it's not going to work or are you saying Lando's not going to be happy? What is your actual... Where are you going with this? Because I'm not understanding, to be honest with you. Where are you going
1: with this? I'm going where... The fact is, Lando wants to win races. That's what he. That, I'm, I'm taking what he has said publicly. He wants to win races. And I also understand that he's young. And some young people always want to go where the grass is greener. That's just historically true. Does he have the foresight? Yeah, sure. I'm not going to sit here and say it's 100% that Lando Norris will be in a McLaren seat for 2024. I would feel a lot more confident saying that it's probably 70-30.
0: Yeah, I mean, is it 100% chance George Russell's a uh, Mercedes driver in 2024? I yeah. don't think you can say that for anybody. But this is where I think there's a disconnect. That's, I, the whole thing started with McLaren has pressure. Okay, but my whole point with you is this is why there's a big disconnect between our thinking. Lando Norris knows they won't have a competitive car for 2024, right or wrong? That's right. So what's, I think that kills the whole conversation. He knows that he doesn't expect does, to really compete in 2024. But is he willing
1: to stay? Then why would he sign a long-term extension? Because everyone wants security and money.
0: Yeah, but couldn't he have got ex- couldn't he have went to Red Bull's representatives and maybe Bull? You just Red never Bowl? know. Yeah, but that's my whole point, though. Like, you know, he signed. And he's publicly said he knows no the different
1: car- than guys in the NBA sign long-term contracts.
0: Yeah, but you can only take a face value. Has Lando not said multiple times? I know our car won't be. A- we we have no excuses after 2024. So we can only take for what we see at face value, right? Regardless if he signs or not, he has publicly stated. He understands McLaren does not have the resources yet. He's also not an idiot. Lando Norris is one of the smartest guys. He's built Quadrant. He's a streamer. He does a bunch of things on the side. He understands that his time may not be until 2024, 2025. There's a reason why his contract lines up to be one year after they get, they get a wind tunnel. Right or wrong? That's right. He probably could have locked in a five-year deal like Charles and be extended to 2027.
1: Yeah, he wants to have the option and the flexibility.
0: And I kind of promise you, not promise you, but I, I'm going I'm on the limb is that if he called Ferrari and ask him for a seat this year, he would have a seat over Carl signs. True. So my whole point is like, or I think if he called Red Bull, who would Red Bull have A Checo or Red, or Red Orlando? I think
1: anyone on the grid would take Lando.
0: Yeah, I, I would argue I would take Lando over George. As, like I said, anyone on the grid would. Exactly, right? The only people that wouldn't get a seat over Lando for sure is Charles Leclerc because he's Ferrari's golden boy, Max Verstappen, and, and Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Those That's are it. the only three drivers. So my whole point is, is that I think he signed with McLaren with the intention of staying there until they get the resources, 2024, and seeing what they can do. I think part of it too is like, you know, we talk about the, the athlete side of it is competing. There's also a loyalty side to a point because he is a young driver saying they took a chance on me. They've obviously made a car progress from when I first started to obviously last year where they're really competitive every single year. They, could, they had a chance to win one race in Russia. He had a chance. They won a race in Monza. So he's seeing these positives. He understands it's a new era. So that's why I'm giving Lando the benefit of the doubt.
1: I wonder how he feels about his new teammate.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll never know. But I don't, I don't like the move. I, I generally don't. I feel that they should have went after a guy like Pierre Gasly that you feel is a really good number too. Like, I think you need those if guys are young. Like, you needed a Carlos Sainz to Charles Leclerc. You needed a Checo de Max. You needed, you know, Valtteri Bottas to Lewis Hamilton. Um, you know, Lewis is getting a little older, so that's why you need your young gun now. If it was, you know, if George Russell was ready in 2017, I don't think I'd rather him over Bottas, because I think that unity is very clear, right? And I think Bottas also had more to give in 2017. That's just my opinion, but yeah.
1: Well, to be determined, let's talk Zanvoort. It is race weekend. It is Friday. We got quality tomorrow. We do Mercedes have looks tomorrow. good. Um, they, they I didn't watch good. any of it. The times look good. Tell me what you saw.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had this whole debate that was deleted last, last week. This is a Mercedes track. This is high downforce. You know, it should do well under tires because the tires are, you know... Mercedes had... I think the car has the best tire deg in the whole, like, top half of the grid. Like, I don't think they've ever been... the. Do you remember one race where they was like, tire deck is really high and they've had to pit more often than any other team? I don't, I don't think that's happened this year.
1: Mercedes-Tierre being great.
0: So I think that this is the perfect track for them. I still don't see them winning, but they have a shot to win. I still think Ferrari's a little faster. Mercedes is right there. I mean, if you want to stick on the McLaren, Lando's right there with FP2 as well. So I think this is going to be an interesting race. Red Bull's obviously looked a little slow. I do think it has to do part with Max's gearbox. He's getting acclimatized as well. So this is going to be a fun race. Um, but let's talk about Zam for the track. How excited are you to watch them over the track? You know, they didn't come back, I don't know the exact year, but it was like 40 years, remember? Till last year. Obviously, we had turn up to the max last year with all the fireworks. You excited to be back at Zambor? It's fast. What?
1: It's a short track. Instead of a 40-lap race, we got a 70-lap race. Yeah, it's not a minute and 46 uh, seconds. So It's a minute 11. Uh, well, that's well, a lap it'd be, record. It'll be a minute 15, minute yeah. 16. So. It's gonna be a roller coaster. That's what I said before we jumped on. It looks like a roller coaster. I literally feel like you're going up, down, sideways. Banks. It's
0: it's it's a fun track to drive on in, in any F one. It's game.
1: oceanside. Like it's gonna be packed in art with orange fans. Like you know what? Like it's a,
0: it's a party. It's kind of unfair for Max. His back. To, like every single year, he gets like a homecoming for two weeks in a row, or like back to back, basically. Like, what what does that do for you psychologically? Especially when you could win both of them too. Kind of feels unfair. But I mean, listen, I'm not saying like it's an unfair advantage. But because he's Belgium and Dutch, it just feels like it's kind of a homecoming From It is
1: also just so extremely fast. You said you enjoy racing on it, on the, you know, on F1. Yeah, Sorry.
0: it's a lot of fun, man. Like, you know, you have obviously the slow kind of bank that you first come into. I think, it's, I think it's turn three. That, like, you really loop around that. But you can get some good acceleration out of that. Especially when you're going to turn 13, when you got that long... Kind of bank but you can go fast and you just gun down the straight so it's a lot of fun man this like, is what the drivers say
1: on f1 it says the current crop of f1 drivers in quotations real quick pretty insane crazy well
0: i'll tell school. you this an f1 uh, fp1 you, every there was i think i want to say at least six drivers ran off the track and went into the gravel because it's that hard of a track right um you know some funny things is obviously we you didn't see, but Lewis kept getting in everybody's way. But I won't. I don't blame Lewis completely because there is a lot of blind spots on this on this track because of all the. Bands. I'm not sure if
1: you were listening when I was watching that recap, but he was struggling to hear Bono.
0: He was struggling, but he also just got to listen yeah. to Bono, right? Like, I mean, it was like I want to say there's at least five incidents where he was Looks in like the it. wrong position. So regardless of whose fault it is, like that was hilarious.
1: We talk about places to visit all the time. This is 30 minutes outside of Amsterdam, beachside location.
0: Oh, Zandvoort is, I would love to go to Zandvoort. It it's, might it's be a, on my list. It might
1: be a top five destination on the, on I the think, circuit. I
0: think I said it's like third on my list. It's Silverstone, Silverstone? Monza, then Zandvoort. Yeah. Like, I, I think Zandvoort's an incredible track. I will say this though, we had Max have a gearbox issue and we talked about it on another podcast. But Max has got so lucky this year, and it's not the reason why he's winning. But his power unit died one lap before the race day. Remember qualifying? He spun out that weekend, and he did a full 360. Listen, it, and I don't his know gearbox you don't call goes it to shit. But in it's practice,
1: always not in the race.
0: Exactly. I mean, he's had bad luck last year, yes. so let's call it what it is. But he's though. had some bad luck, but the fact that your gearbox goes out in FP1 and not like qualifying or the race and then the fact that you spin a full 360 so you don't lose any time that was wild And then your your power unit dies literally one lap before you're about to end qualifying. So it's kind of crazy, but it's what it is. Shout out to Max. I, I expect them to not even I don't expect them to finish in the top 3 this race. I really I, I really think they're going to struggle this race. Damn. I think that Mercedes will have a really strong showing. I think this is similar to Hungary. Um I think Ferrari will be really strong on this track, too. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I'm just going off a whim. I'm betting against Max Verstappen, which I usually don't, but that's my kind of opinions.
1: Yo, Max Verstappen has won what?
0: <sighs> Nine out of thir- 14. Rate, it's 13 just crazy. I'm looking
1: year. at Man. A 14. He How won about 11. this? There hasn't been a single winner outside of Ferrari or Red Bull this year.
0: It, it is interesting, that aspect, because we already had an Ocon win last year, right? Danny Rick? No, Danny Rick, not yet. not yet. Danny Rick was, I think, the middle of September. So we soon. had
1: four race winners at this time last year?
0: We had Bottas, I think. He, no, he didn't win yet. I think he won in Turkey So or something like that.
1: We had Max, Lewis, Ocon. And I think that was it. I
0: could be wrong. Lando didn't win I'm gonna, anything. I'm
1: going to take a look right now. Oh, Checo, Sergio, Sergio Perez. Checo.
0: Yeah, Checo. Checo won. Esteban, Juanita.
1: Ocon. Yeah, Danny Rick was just after.
0: Yeah, Daniel. So up just until
1: ba- Belgium, we had Max, Esteban, Lewis, Sergio.
0: Yeah, so, so not, really, big not two, a big difference. Not a big difference, but you two. did have an Alpine win, right? Well, that is a difference. Um, but like, like we said, F one's still dominated by the top half of the teams. So, like, let's not get it. Let's not get it mistaken, right? Like, let's call a spade a spade. It's dominated by the first half of the teams, and it's not going to change no matter what you do with the rules. But the mid pack is fun. Um, but yeah, we won't go too much into it. I know you haven't got a chance to dive into FP2 too much or FP1. We'll leave you guys with this. We'll leave you with our predictions unless there's anything else you want to go with. Yeah,
1: we'll be back after Quali, which is exciting. We'll be back exciting. in 24 hours. Um, can't wait for that.
0: Okay, cool. I think... So who you got? Um,
1: well, I just want to just put this out there. Even with Lewis's DNF last week, Mercedes is still within striking range of Ferrari. Yeah. I know Ferrari looks good uh, on the times, but... This might be a weekend for Mercedes to narrow the gap. No, okay, not I'm, at all. Let's go through predictions. Not at all. You go first. I actually, first. actually, you know
0: what? that's wrong. I mean, Ferrari's probably gonna have an issue again. I'm, 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 I'm keeping thinking per- they're gonna have an issue again. Yeah, they will narrow the gap most likely. But um, I'm gonna go with Charles one. I'm going go with your boy Louis number two. Okay, Carlos three, jo- George fifth, and Max fourth. Wow, you got George that far down. Yeah, I mean it's still Max Verstappen. I think Where, did you have advantage. Lando in there? No, I have Lando f- about six. Six, seven. Checo's probably going to be around there too. So I got Charles first, Louis two, Carlos three, Max four, George five, and my boy, Checo, to, uh, sorry, Lando to run out, run out number six and Checo to be number seven. Well,
1: let me uh, go with Louis one, Charles two, Max three, Carlos fourth, George 5th.
0: Why you say I have George that low? You have him in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you like George, so. Um, yeah, but I don't base my decisions off my popularity of a drag I know game. you don't. Okay, so I want to throw this out to you. Um, Yuki DNF'd. He got hit a wall. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm high on Yuki. It's like one of the, you know, it's not a secret. Is this a down year for Yuki? I don't know, man. Maybe Yuki's not as good as I think he is. But who's your dragger of the week? I'm going with my boy, none other than Valtteri Bottas. I, Valtteri needs a good week. I think Melo's typically been good on these type of circuits. So you're going with Valtteri? I'm going with Valtteri, yeah. He it, finished... He, not, he did not finish last week. Yeah, he didn't finish last week. I mean, and he hasn't looked that strong in the last couple of weeks. You know that.
1: I think he's... I'm a, going Lando Norris. It's an easy one.
0: Oh, bro. you really picking Lando?
1: Okay, all right. I mean, Picking Lando also uh, just broke... Latifi oh, has clear expectations of what it's going to take for him to keep his seat.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm going to change. My, I'm picking Lewis Hamilton for my dragger of the week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll stick with Valtteri. I thought we c- can pick people that DNF. But 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 the thing is that Valtteri has been typically traditionally a dragger. Like he's pretty, that he's makes in sense. The bottom Lewis, half, right? Yeah, make Lewis sense. isn't so. No, Lando Lando doesn't count either, bro. Lando had one bad week, but I'll give you that to you. Um, it's like if Max had one bad week. Hey, you bro. want me to change it, bro? No, no. Lando's fine. Who's your race winner as of right now? Lewis. You got Lewis 1-1. Bro, I'm telling you right now,
1: he hasn't won a race. It's the like longest time in his career. All the shit. The DNF,
0: he's winning this race. I don't hate he, it. He, he's I, I was a completely against your spa take of Lewis winning. But this one is there's reasons why he could win. Because this is a Mercedes favorite track. So I don't hate it. It's gonna be Charles. I'm telling you right now it's gonna be Charles Leclerc.
1: Cool. All
0: right. But I will say this. Either Max Verstappen or Lewis Hamilton will not finish this race. I'm gonna call that right now. One of them will not finish this race.
1: Well, I hope it's uh not Lewis.
0: I hope it's Max. I really hope it's Max so we can get some more like ground made up in the championship, but championship's already done. Like or Max. Championship's Verstappen. done, bro. It's what around. are we gonna what are we gonna title our episode when Max becomes a champion by, you know, call it Singapore? <laughs>
1: Back to back, Max. Yeah, back to back, Max. Does second. that hurt you? It hurts because of last year.
0: Okay, that's fair. But I'm talking about like I'm you... not mad that he's a two time no, no, champion. No, hear me out. Let me. I'm ask you. Does it hurt you because you're seeing Max win, or because of like how it happened last
1: year? It's because of how it happened last year. Max won the title, grade, but should not have won the title.
0: Yeah, my whole point was like, do you not want to see Max win again because you don't like Max? No. That's where my question was. I'm ha- Listen, Max going to win championships. Uh, well, I hope he doesn't. Like, the, the reality is, who
1: is uh, on I would level? hope George
0: Russell could once he has Listen, a competitive man, car.
1: I hope so too, but…
0: But I, but I will say this too though, right? Regardless of like, if George Russell can or can't, he's not going to win championships unless his car is actually better than Red Bull at this level of his driving. He's not a better driver than Max. And I can confidently say that. I'm with I, you on that. Unless his car is decently better than Red Bull's car, he's not gonna win a championship. Or him and his teammate are so, are, 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 are fighting against Max alone, like kind of like Lewis. you know what I mean? That's the only he, way he wins. But thank you guys for tapping in. We got coverage all weekend. You'll see us tomorrow, less than 24 hours, and you'll see us Sunday right after the race. So we'll see you guys very soon. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, peace.